When we have experienced childhood trauma, until that's resolved, it makes getting over a substance use disorder very difficult because the trauma will continue to be triggered just by life. I'm Leon Guidry, and this is the Brother Be Well podcast, brought to you by Elevate Youth California and funded through Proposition 64. Get ready for real talk on effective solutions for mental health and sustainable wellness for boys and men of color. Listen up, brothers. What are some of those um, signs that we can look for? I guess I want to touch on that. For those parents who are watching, teachers, I would assume that the Snapchat comment blew my mind, Lisa. Um, it's stunning. That it's so, yeah, that 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 just is scary to me. And in, in many ways, I'm so happy that I, you know, raising a kid is never easy, but I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm not raising a little mm-hmm. one in this environment because you mm-hmm. give somebody a smartphone and it wouldn't occur to me that they would use, that they, and I'm not blaming at all, but, you know, kids are smart. They figure it out. Right. So you give them a tool and they can figure out how to use it to, to their advantage and to get what they want. What are some of the signs that we can look for in young people that might suggest there is an alcohol or substance abuse problem? And I don't know who wants to take the lead. Jonathan, I'm, 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 I'm eager to maybe ask you, you're dealing with youth every day. So let, let's just go down the line. Let's start with Jonathan. Jonathan, what are some of the signs from your perspective that might have led you to say, hey, do you have a you, you have an alcohol problem here? Is there something going on? Um, grades and more more than likely the attitude, you know, because when you first meet somebody, you know, you get a perspective of what they is. And then over the time when they're on drugs or alcohol, they whole attitude change, they whole perspective of, of life change. And you should be able to see that if you're paying attention to that kid. So it's yeah. just basically once you see those signs and, you know, if you're also monitoring their, their grades, you can see how they did. And then that's sometimes you could have a conversation with their parents about that, you know, yeah. you know, to pay more attention about what they're doing. In their yeah. and, and as a mentor, and I'm going to ask you next, Mustafa, the same question, but follow up for you, Jonathan, as a mentor, when you've had to have those conversations, how generally, how um, receptive are parents? Do the parents kind of, re- I mean, I could, I could see very Not frankly, my I, I might, yeah, my, I would be kind of in denial. If you were to have said to kid. me, your kid took Snapchat and ordered some alcohol and then they went outside school. I would be not mine. My daughter wouldn't have done that. So do you run into that? Yeah. Not my kid, huh? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. No, nah, never that. Not, not Johnny. Johnny would never but, do that to me. But then it's the same thing as like they say a lot of the kids that's addicted to opiates take their parents' pills and the parents never know. You know, yeah. and as always, everybody got blinders. Love, love blinds you. Everybody got blinders because it's, it's never my kid doing this. My kid can never do that. My kid is the greatest, greatest thing on earth. And you're saying my kid abuses drugs mm-hmm. or he abuses alcohol. How did he get it? Where did he get it? You know, so now they think you're the villain. So it's more of some people never think that their their kid would be doing that thing because they didn't raise them to do that. But they don't know how their kids friends are. You know, my I got a set of teenage daughters. One's a freshman, one's in the eighth grade. They can't go over to a friend's house if, if I did not even met their parents. You know, things like that. I'm I'm going to be involved in everybody that you that you're in contact with or anything like that. Otherwise, you can stay at home. I don't care about you being mad. You can be mad all you want. You you you'll get over, it, but you'll thank me later on in life. You know, because I've seen a lot of kids that went out and did everything they want. And by the time they 16, 17, they're pregnant. If they're girls, 
boys they don't when I had kids or they're in juvenile hall or things like that so you as parents if you're basically monitoring your kids I, I know kids get mad but you're gonna get over it yeah. you know so I'm not your parent I mean I'm I'm, I'm not, not your friend, your friend. <laughs> I'm your parent so <laughs> I, I, I tell my kids all the time I'll never be your friend I'm always gonna be daddy so <laughs> and, we have and a you, friendly relationship but daddy come first and you and I'm let me say you daddy. And let me say to you, Jonathan, that conversation never ends. I, I told my 34-year-old, I said, I'm not your friend. I'm, we're not friends. And I, I just had to have this conversation with a 34-year-old woman. So I get it. Mustafa, from your, I want to touch base with everybody before we take a look at that video. Other signs, Mustafa, can you think of any signs? I think, Jonathan, that change in behavior is huge. If you, No matter what somebody's personality is, if you see a sharp change, that might suggest there's an issue. Mustafa, from your perspective, what do you think? Signs that we could look for in young people that might be struggling with alcohol or another substance? Well, I mean, I got a friend myself. Um, he comes not uh, from some of our family. Um, dad is a little abusive. Mom doesn't really care about him much. And she doesn't really talk about anything uh, that seems interesting about her son. So uh, it, 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 he took a, a big turn it it I, I started seeing him less often in school he started being more aggressive more snappy he totally changed i mean it was a totally different guy one complete 180 from the couple of weeks ago I, I saw him and um i mean the thing is you gotta understand is that they tried to find it as a solution to their problems but it's not a solution to the problem it's just putting you in a vicious cycle that keeps going on and it gets you into deeper and deeper trouble and gets you into a worse condition than you started with. Um, he, We talked to him. I confronted him. I somewhat tried to talk to him about it. And he was really angry. He somewhat started fighting. And then he just broke down into tears. He started crying badly and... I didn't know. I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, he was a completely different person than I used to know him. Um, was a complete mess of emotions. He didn't know what was going on. His grades took off in each direction. He didn't know what was going on with him. You didn't really hear much of him. And it was. It wasn't something beautiful. It wasn't something nice. So, alcohol X lives and it destroys homes. So, something wow. that. Yeah. Does quickly and does happen very fairly. Couple weeks, just one cup that starts. Wow. Appreciate you being so willing to share that story, Mustafa. Really appreciate it, Doctor Carlos. From your perspective as a mental health clinician, other signs that can you think of any that we haven't touched on that we can, you know, because everybody watching this video is probably thinking yeah. first, like Jonathan, and I said, not my kid, but then we're digging wait, a little wait, deeper. Wait, wait. Well, wait a minute, maybe. So, Doctor Carlos, what do you think about that? Other signs. Yeah, I mean, well, the obvious signs, you know, if it's alcohol, you know, or marijuana, they'll have the bloodshot, watery eyes, you know, like they've been crying, you know, but they haven't. And then you've got the unsteady gait, you know, walking a little wobbly, you know, di different than before. And then you've got the obvious smell. They'll smell like, they'll smell like you know, the, the rancid beer or the, the hard alcohol mm -hmm. or, you know, marijuana, you know, smell like you know, some sort of skunk. You know, those are the obvious signs. But then there's also those, uh, those behavioral issues that we talked about. You know, the uh, the irritation, the irritability, uh, being very secretive, doing things that are outside of the norm, uh, just uh, could be, you know, could be anything. You know, take a little bit longer to get home from school, uh, 
you know, the sign, the, the signs are there. Unfortunately, a lot of times as parents, though, from, you know, what I've, what I've experienced working with other people and even my own, you know, as, as a parent to my young kids, I'm so wrapped up in parents. We're so wrapped up in our own stuff. We're, we're learning how to be parents. I, I, I read a quote on the internet. As a kid, you don't realize that you're also watching your parents grow, you know, as we get older, you know, so we're just, we're just trying to figure out how to pay the bills and, and, and here our kids are just doing their own thing. So it's, it's, it's complicated as far as the signs are concerned because it, it it takes it takes a village, you know, to, to to take care of it. Yeah, thank you. It absolutely does. No, Lisa. Before we take a look at this second video, any closing thoughts on that? Signs. All said, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a, it's a lot to pay attention. Isolate. Sometimes kids will isolate, um, and that could be a sign. You know, their yeah. their world is so different than what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, well, we've got a good list of stuff to take a look at. And, and certainly I want to thank everybody for sharing those perspectives. Uh, one more video I want to show you. This is we talked about, Mustafa, I think you touched on it, how devastating this whole thing can be. We've all been talking about it. I, I want to show you um, a great, great uh, story of a, a success story. A, a relatively young man down in Southern California who uh, found himself homeless. And well, I don't want to give it away. How about we take a look at the video and uh, it's just a couple minutes long and then we'll come back and talk about it. We'll be right back. Drug addict turned millionaire is sharing his story to inspire others. Khalil Rafati was a homeless heroin addict. He turned his life around and began a popular Los Angeles juice chain. His unlikely journey is documented in his book, I Forgot to Die. Norea Villarreal shows us how it's a constant reminder of his troubled past. One day I woke up and this was my life and I couldn't get out. On the streets of LA's notorious Skid Row, the smell of crack and heroin and human waste hangs in the air. For 47-year-old Khalil Rafati, it brings back old memories. That triggers me a little bit, seeing a syringe. (laughs) I wouldn't have even noticed that, but you picked that up in an instant. Yeah, because that's what I used every 15 minutes. Rafati grew up in Ohio. He escaped a childhood scarred by physical and sexual abuse by moving to Los Angeles. But there was no escaping his demons. Rafati started using and selling drugs. That led to a felony drug conviction and later his descent into heroin addiction and homelessness. This is the last house on the block. I had nowhere else to go. This is where I could get drugs and I could panhandle. It's like being hijacked. You have to have drugs. More than once, Rafati ended up in the Los Angeles County Jail. So you actually haven't been back here no, since you were released time. from jail. Yeah. Now that gave me a shudder. Yeah? That, yeah. That inside there is way worse than where we just were. How bad were the withdrawals in there? The worst ever. On a cold cement floor. Just, yeah, horrible. Rafati has been sober for 13 years now, but admits he still thinks about getting high sometimes. What stops him, he says, is the life he has now. That's as California as you can get. A thriving business he built with his partner, Haley Gorsey, and the roughly 200 employees that depend on him. Smile. Sun Life Organics has six locations in Los Angeles. Trust God, clean house, help others, right? His flagship shop in Malibu, with its loyal celebrity clientele, sells superfood smoothies and a healthy lifestyle that Rafati credits with saving his life. Yeah, hibiscus, orange, alkaline water, and raw honey. It's a long way from Skid Row. What was the point where you were like, no, I'm, this really is the end. I'm stopping. The seizures, 
the abscesses, my teeth were literally rotting out of my head. So just the physical condition that I was in really drove me to kind of have the realization that like my, my time is pretty much up if I don't if I don't make a change. After finally getting clean, Rafati started working odd jobs, doing yard work and cleaning houses. That led to steady jobs, then investments, and eventually a successful business venture focused on, of all things, wellness. What's up, buddy? How was the run? Great. Yeah. When I completely fell apart was when I wasn't working. I got to work. Rafati says he got a second chance at life, but his past remains very much a part of his present. The addict in me is what I bring to this operation. This this relentless pursuit of greatness and pure, authentic self-expression. That's what it's all about. So what I bring to the table is, is, yeah, is being nuts. Could you say that this has become your new drug? This isn't just my new drug. This is my antidepressant, and it's the greatest antidepressant I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. What is that advice that you give to maybe not just recovering addicts, but also people out there who have the dream that you had of owning a business. Never, ever, ever give up. Period. That's it. Never give up. For CBS This Morning, Mireya Villarreal, Los Angeles. Well, we'll agree with that, don't we? Never give up. we do. I like that guy. I want to try his stuff. I want to try his stuff, too. That was a a really powerful video, I thought, of of a success story. And he had so many takeaways. I can't wait to get into just a couple of them. And we're almost out of time. Can y'all believe that we've these hours just fly by? I feel like we we don't have enough time to get at all these issues. But one of the things he said, and Mustafa, it reminded me of something you said when you talked about knowing yourself. I like the way the guy said, I know me. I've got to work. I've got to work. And when I started to slip was when when what he loved to do changed. So he knows himself well enough to know he had to get out there. For all of us, it's it's something else. But it, maybe one of the keys is know yourself, know how to self-care. We've talked about that a lot on the Brother Be Well platform. I know for me, you know, I would be more inclined at the end of a busy day to have a drink or maybe too many drinks. A drink is okay, but to have too many drinks, if I don't get cardio in, that's how I clear my brain out, my mood, my mind, all of that. If I have to go three or four days and I skip my cardio, that's when I'm tempted to say, let me just cut to the chase and have, have a little Jack Daniels. And that's not the healthiest drink, maybe at the end of a day. So let's let's talk about the video. we got a few more minutes. What were your overall thoughts about that? What did you think? And, and maybe think as it relates to what we've talked about or were there nuggets in there that you'd like people to take away with them? Lisa, you're our guest, so I'm going to allow you. I start saying ladies first, but how kind of sense is that? Why don't you just, lady or man, it doesn't matter. Why don't you, you go first. Talk about what that you saw and awesome what we can take video. away. Very, very inspirational. One thing that struck me when he talked about his early trauma and um, the abuse, the sexual abuse and um, and the family dynamic or whatever he called it. But that's something we really need to stay aware of when we are, have exp- experienced childhood trauma until that's resolved. It makes getting over a substance use disorder very difficult because the trauma will continue to be triggered just by life. You know, as his life started to go downhill, that was triggering the stress response, which triggers the trauma and and perpetuates the use. So that was one. Okay. Thing. Yeah. And can you talk about just? Oh, we I wish we had oh, another sorry. hour. Can you yeah. talked about triggers? And you're right. He did talk about that. We could do a whole session on that. Can you talk about? I just learned about triggers, even with the, the trauma in my own life. I didn't realize that triggers can be you know anything that the senses key in on. I understand, and yeah. it can even be a person. So if you got a a parent maybe who was an addict, just the sight of that parent or a phone call that can 
in and of itself be triggering. Am, am yeah. I correct about that? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the stress response is an automatic instinctual piece designed to keep you safe. So however you learn to stay safe in stressful events, that behavior will often exhibit um, and then uh, and be triggered by other life stressors. So um, a child who learns to shut down in order to stay safe then might shut down in school and then be uh, labeled um, as someone who's not paying attention or a child who lashes out because it's a fight or flight stress response. Well, then he's going to get in trouble for lashing out and then or she and then will be labeled a behavioral problem and then kind of pigeonholed that way when we just need to ask what happened to you? How, what, what was going on in the home? You know, there's five times the number of people who are affected by a loved one's substance use disorder. Five times. That's about a hundred, that's about a hundred million Americans. And we keep thinking we fix the person with the substance use disorder and the rest is taken care of. But mm -hmm. the family member's experience is a very toxic one too. It's stress. When you're trying to stay safe as a kid, as a spouse, as a sibling of someone who has a substance use disorder and stay safe might be just trying to help, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. which we have more time. I really do. Let's just uh, uh, wrap up uh, again with the video. Mustafa, what was your takeaway maybe from that video or takeaway from this whole talk? And something that intrigues you, like you motivated to keep moving on and it's a way to the way he phrases it's an antidepressant. A way it's not the answer as a drug, but an answer as finding a hobby that may be interesting to you. It makes you happy. That makes you enjoyable. That makes you uh, less less angry, less stressed. Uh, some way of med meditation. I mean, for me, it's working on vehicles. I love working on vehicles. And some people may get angry in minutes on working on vehicles because it's too complex. But I'll be lost in thought on working on cars and seeing how they were designed or how they were built and how the how design was thinking. So I, I would be enjoying myself there. So um, one thing may work for someone. Another thing may not work for everyone else. So try Excellent. to find your niche. And you touched on it. The, 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 his closing comment, uh, don't give up. You touched on that, uh, Mustafa, I think is a really important message. Jonathan, how about you take away from the video? And Dr. Carlos, our mental health clinician, will let you take us home. What about you, Jonathan? What did you get out of the video or what's your takeaway from today's conversation? Well, what I got from the video, his, his last comment, never give up. Because if you give up today, you could win tomorrow. So if you gave up today, you never know what the future holds for you. So the future might be brighter for you today. And it might be as what you're going through now is something that will make you build you and make you a better person tomorrow. So if you give up today, you might not make it to see that greatness in life. So like he said, never give up. Keep on striving for more. And one day it don't rain every day. One day it'll change. Sunshine. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. What about you, Dr. Martinez? Final thoughts. Yeah. Um, Mustafa, we're going to talk about car repair and patience, man, because uh, <laughs> I don't have it. But uh, on, a, on a serious note, though, uh, you know, find a, find a positive addi addiction. Uh, you know, if you, if you know that you're going to, you know, you're, you're, predisposed to being addicted to something, you know, it's always good to find something positive you can lose yourself in or even better help people with, you know, if you're addicted to helping people, why, why not? Um, so for, for those of you listening out there, you know, whether you're a youth or a parent or whoever, you know, there, there is help available. There's a lot of uh, hotlines and, and resources. SAMHSA, I know, is big, at least with me. 
Um, and you know, if you're if you if you need a if you're not sure how to talk to someone about the issues, or if you you know to bring it up, the, the helpline will help you. The, the SAMHSA lines will help you, and they'll walk you through the process. So, help is there. You're not alone. You know, we're we're all in this together. Thank you. Really appreciate it, Dr. Martinez. Dr. Carlos Martinez, Associate Marriage and Family Therapist with HearYou.org. Mustafa Al-Zalani, our youth guest today. Always love seeing you. Jonathan Murray, an amazing mentor with the Hawk Institute. And our special guest, Lisa Fredrickson, our substance abuse expert. And the name of your organization, I was shuffling through my notes, Lisa, but I didn't want to be rude. Talk about your organization just a little bit. Breakingthecycles.com. And that's what it's called. It's all about breaking the cycles of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, certainly be checking that out. Um, I'll give you another website I want you to check out. Thank you all of you for being a part of this conversation, by the way. Looking forward to talking to you again very soon. I'll give you another website really quickly that you could take a look at, brotherbewell.com slash resources. Uh, you can find out all about Brother Be Well and the resources that we bring to the table in, this, in the service of boys and men of color, African-American, Latinx, Asian and Pacific Islander, and Native or Indigenous uh, boys and men, 13 and up, and the LGBTQIA plus uh, community members that enhance and enrich those ethnic and cultural communities. Check it all out at brotherbewell.com. And if you want to see resources, do slash resources. And it's all right there for you. My name again, Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director for Brother Be Well. I can't tell you it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but you know, one of the things that I'm kind of positively addicted to is my job. I feel so blessed and lucky to be able to have conversations like this and to bring this information to you. I want to thank you for all of the time and attention that you've given us. And I want to ask you to do two things for me. Well, first of all, look for the next um, session that's just like this, uh, How to Be a Man here on the platform. Check it out. Um, or, you know, any one of a number of stuff that you can see at, at Brother Be Well. Check that all out. But do me two favors as you get ready uh, to go about your way. Take great care of yourself and everything we're doing is designed to try to help you do that. And then once you get that down, kind of like when you ride a bike and you get the training wheels off and you might be a little wobbly, but you're, you're kind of going somewhere reach out and grab somebody else that needs some help and take care of somebody else too. Until next time, again, Michael P. Cohen saying bye-bye. God bless. This has been the Brother Be Well podcast. I'm Leon Guidry. This project is supported by Elevate Youth California and funded through Proposition 64. We're all about reducing disparities, preventing substance abuse, and ending prolonged suffering. Be sure to subscribe to our blog and join us next time. Keep it moving, family.